Which way do you lean? Results or relationships? Most leaders have a bias. They're going to lean one way or the other. Do you know what yours is? Are you results driven? Always thinking about the bottom line? Or are you a people person who gets things done through other people, through relationships? We've been looking the last few weeks at the serve model. And today we're on part number four. We're talking about valuing results and relationships. You can't lean one way or the other and be effective if you don't compensate for your bias. That's what we're going to talk about here on today's episode. Welcome to Chasing Greatness, the podcast where we help you win at work, win at home, and win in life. And today we're back in the workplace. It's a Monday. It's Memorial Day. You've got a day off today. Hopefully you're working on your leadership a little bit at some point, but I hope you're also having some friend with some fun with your family and friends. And I hope you'll take some time today to think about the people who have sacrificed so much so we can have freedom. Uh, I'm so grateful for the military, the people who have given literally the ultimate sacrifice. They've given their lives uh, through the years so that we can live in, in a great country. And so I truly am grateful for that day. And I hope you'll, you'll take a moment and uh, express some gratitude uh, to heaven for the people who have who have gone before us and really paved the way for us to, to have a, a great life. Not, not to compare that, but as we think about our lives, really we are, we are, um, we're, we're set up to have influence on people in the same way. Uh, it won't, it won't cost you your life to do it, but it will, it will cost you something to, to invest in other people. And that's what we've been talking about a little bit here as we think about this idea of the serve model. It's about leading others. It's about helping other people. When we talk about chasing greatness all the time, I'm not sure we're great if we're not helping other people be great. So let's let's go back to, to the last couple of weeks and review. If you haven't had a chance to listen to these Monday episodes, they've been really good. The first week we, we, we started with, can you identify a problem that you're up against, a challenge that you're facing, maybe an opportunity that is presented itself something really big in your life maybe it's a goal you have i mean it might even be a positive thing but is there something in your way right now and we've been taking the serve model it's it's a, a model that was created uh back years ago when ken blanchard and mark miller wrote the book the secret and and we've created all kind of content around that uh to help really leaders everywhere be able to apply the things that that mark did so mark and i've written a bunch of stuff and if you've not checked out any of our resources, I hope you'll go to leadeveryday.com and and uh, look at some of that stuff. Uh, I encourage you to, to get some stuff to help grow your people if you're in charge of a team or or even an organization. Some of you own businesses. You're, you're leading stuff. Some great leadership resources there to help you. But as we, we thought about the serve model, uh, we, we, we wanted to start with a real problem, a real challenge. So you've identified that. We've talked about it. Hopefully you've pulled that down to the ground just the first couple of weeks as you've thought through some of the things we've been talking about here on the podcast. But the first week, you remember, we identified the challenge, and then we said you got to be able to see the future. you got to be able to see how am I going to get from where I am to what what better would look like. And first, let's have a picture of better, and then and then how would we get there. And then in week two, we we talked about engaging and developing other people to help us along the journey, to create a structure around you to increase your capacity, to help you be able to do the things. And then last week, uh, we talked about doing things differently. Uh, we, we, we said you don't necessarily get a mulligan or a do-over in your leadership, but you do get to change things if you want to. You are in charge a lot of times, and, and many times we, 
We just stay stuck where we are rather than reinventing continuously. That was last week's message. Well, today, this idea of valuing results in relationships, I think, I think they're both important. And I think sometimes we miss the power of, of that word and. Uh, Jim Collins talked about this, I don't know, 25 years ago. He wrote a book. I'm not sure what year it was, but back in the 90s, I would say, he wrote a book called Built to Last. And he talked about the genius of the and. And basically, that just means that there's, there's two things that appear to be in conflict with one another, and, and there's, there's some value in embracing both. And when we think about results and relationships, there really is a, 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 you know, there's, there's a perceived conflict there. There's, there's results over here, and there's relationships over there. And, and when you get people that really understand the power of both, they, they actually understand that, that they're their results go up when they realize they're in the people business, when they realize that relationships are what it's about. Customer service is, is just as important as a product is many times. Or if you value both and you understand how both work, I mean, it can, it can be so strong. So this power of and, uh, we're reminded of this. We see it sometimes play out in our, in our society, our culture. I had a chance. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, yesterday, I, I've got a buddy who's got a, uh, a G wagon. If you don't know what that is, Google it. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, and I was in this G wagon we're riding and it's, it's a really high end, uh, basically Mercedes vehicle, 500 horsepower, uh, you know, sport utility vehicle to the max. And this thing is just crazy. Uh, and, and we were off, um, <laughs> we were in a, we were in a, in a, in a, in a park, not a parking lot, but a, but a, a back lot on some property and we were driving really fast just to, to see the power in this thing. It was amazing. Uh, when, when we did that, it, it, that was fun. Very high end, very luxurious. I've been in other vehicles lately that were not luxurious at all. Not a lot of horsepower, honestly, a bucket of bolts. I was in one not, not long ago, the thing was duct taped together and it was hardly driving. And, and it was, you know, Toyota, decided not to not to go low end not to go high end they wanted to go somewhere in the middle and i'm i'm guessing almost every person listening here you you either you either own a toyota you you've you've owned a toyota or uh, you got a friend a close friend who who drives a toyota honda would be the same way they'd be a good example as well toyota decided that they're going to focus equally on building a high quality car and delivering it at an affordable price. And that really uh, took the, the conventional wisdom of, you know, luxury or low price, and they just tried to blend it. And, um, you, you know, you think high quality equals high price, but Toyota said, no, we're going we're gonna to do something different. Honda did the same thing, and they become the – Toyota's become the most – uh, I think successful car company in the world. I mean, it, it goes kind of back and forth, but these company, these two companies, I mean, they sell more cars than anybody and they've thrived using the, the genius really of the end back to Colin's point. So as you think back to this results or relationships, which way do you lean? Most leaders lean in one direction or, or another. I, I read a, a survey that was conducted a couple thousand people interviewed and they asked the people which way does your boss lean not which way do you lean because i think sometimes we get we think we're people people and we're really task people or we think we're task people and we're really uh or vice versa i think i said that wrong there the second time but, but we 
We think we're a task person and we're really more relational. And and so which way do you lean? Let me let me give you kind of a synopsis here. You you I mean it's common sense, but a results-oriented person, a, a result-oriented leader tends to focus on getting things done, on the numbers, on the what rather than the who or the how. Is that the way you lean? Do you have a checklist you carry around? You're you got a goal all the time, you're fired up about you know, climbing the mountain. That's a results-oriented person. They're trying to achieve stuff. On the other hand, there's a relationship-oriented person, and they tend to focus more on people, on knowing what makes people tick. Uh, they're, 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 list, they're good listeners most of the time. They, they know who does what best, and they, they understand how to collaborate and work together in this team focus. Uh, and And Literally, you lean uh, one way or the other, according to the 2,000 people that were surveyed. They said that our bosses, about 1%, less than 1%, actually said our, my boss is is split right down the middle. They they are equally uh, results and relationship in their own life. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't value both. That's what we're talking about today. You're going to have a bias. You're going to lean one way or the other. And I, I want to encourage you today to recognize which way you lean and admit that to yourself. You might even want to write that down and then think around the table, the people around your table on your team, which way do they lean? Do you have, you know, you have, you have somebody on your team that's very relational. You have somebody on your team that's, that's, you know, pegging the needle over here with results. Or do you have people that are, you know, you might even be kind of in the middle, but you probably are still a 60, 40, you lean one way or the other. And I think just having that, that awareness is, is, is a, great starting point here but as we as we have done the last couple of weeks i want to give you a couple of best practices some things that you can do to to help you value both i think it's important for us to you know obviously want to say value both but how do you do that like how how do you how do you value both results and relationships and i think it starts with setting expectations for people um a having the conversation but b then once we get get that awareness in place, we have a, you know, and, th and this would really be on the result side of things, but really good leaders, they, they give people the gift of clarity. They, they put expectations in place and they, and they recognize that clear expectations, even for a relational person, they will enhance performance when we, we put real clear expectations in place. You may be struggling right now or your team may be struggling right now because your people really don't have very clear expectations of what you really want them to do, what, what they need to be doing to help you accomplish the vision. And I think expectations have to be continually communicated. They, they can't just be done, you know, one time. You can't just say it during orientation, expect people to, to get on board and know it forever. You've got to, when, when, when people get off from where they're supposed to be, they get outside the boundaries they they do things that are that are in violation of what the expectations are rather than complaining about that to everybody else we need to we need to sit down and coach people and make sure that they understand uh, what that looks like and so the homework here i i believe if you're in charge of some people or you're you're we we would say serving some people trying to help them be their best i would encourage you to create some written job descriptions that are that are vibrant working documents. They're not job descriptions that are stuck in a drawer. They really are documents, and they can be simple. I, I think simple is powerful. You've heard that before. Um, I think that's really true. They don't have to be three-page documents, 
But I, I think just having an expectation written out, uh, everybody on your team with that written job description, it outlines what your expectations are for their role. And, and I would say let's update um, those things or, or um, change them even. Sometimes they're going to be changed, but I, I would say they need to be updated uh, every, every month. I mean, there needs to be conversations about that. And then if you need to make updates, you do that. And so good homework here, if you don't have those in place that are driving performance, I'd encourage you to do that within the next 30 days. I mean, in the month of, we're here at, at the end of May, in the month of June, you don't, you don't go into July without everybody having a written document of what the expectations are. I always say every role needs a goal. They need something that they, they, they're being measured on. It just needs to be really clear. And if you're a relational leader, this might be really hard for you to put those in place. And so you might need somebody around you to help you with that, a, a results person that is going to be able to help speak into that and help create those documents. That might be a good stretch assignment for someone uh, to help with as well. It, I, I would I would let the person that that is doing the job speak into it. And chances are they're going to um, they're going to hold themselves to a pretty high standard as well. I think I think many times we we believe that like if we let them speak into it, well they're gonna they're gonna want to do the minimum. That's actually not true. Uh, that people really do want to do a great job. And so I think we have these conversations and then we document what we put down. I, I think that's really important. So setting expectations really, really important. The second thing, if we're gonna if we're going to value results and relationships, it can't just be on the result side of setting expectation, but there's got to be a relational side. Uh, that, that let's balance it out here a little bit with this idea of demonstrating care. Uh, I, and I think people are a lot like plants when it comes to care. You've got to, you've got to spend some time. Uh, if you want to have a healthy garden, healthy flowers, there are a lot of, a lot of people I know right now, they got really great looking yards. Mine looks okay. <laughs> I'll just give it an okay. The, well, I, I'll say this, the, the part where my wife has spent a little extra time in the, in our beds out here, they, it looks really good. The yard needs, needs a little bit of work here. And that, that's, that's, that's what I do. And I'm not, I, I hadn't put a lot of time on it in the last couple of weeks. And so it didn't, it looked, it looked really good. The last time we had company, I got ready, for, I got ready for mother's day, but I need, I need to give a little attention to my yard. It hadn't had any in the last couple of weeks. So, and I think people uh, are, are not any different. I mean, I think they, we, we have to give constant or, or I'll just say not constant, but consistent. Let's say it that way. Consistent attention to make sure that people are growing properly. If, if, if they don't believe that you care about them, I don't think they're going to listen to what you have to say. And I think just like a plant, a team without a leader who genuinely cares is going to stop producing. It's going to wither and potentially even die. And the engagement of your people begins to die. You're in trouble. And so let's make sure that we demonstrate care. Your goal as a leader should be to, to really intentionally establish and maintain relationships with, with the people you lead. Now you don't lead, you don't lead everyone directly. Let's say you have a hundred people on your payroll What's your structure that you can get to every week and care for and create a structure where the hundred are cared for? So you may have four direct reports. I was, I was talking to a guy a couple of years ago. Uh, it's, it's been a while back, but this stood out to me when I, when I, when I talked to him, he said he had 26 direct reports. I'm that that's his choice. You, you can, you can have as many direct reports as you want to, but, the reality is you only have so much capacity and 
the best leaders I know, they have one to four people reporting to them typically. They're, they're not, I mean, they're, they're literally not building something high performance. In fact, this guy called me who had 26. He was needing help because he was, he had, he, he, he had burned through his capacity. And so you get to decide how many people report to you. You want to, you want to have a structure in place where you can give people the attention they need. So this demonstrating care is, is huge. So I think in order to demonstrate care, you have to care. I mean, it's, it's, it, it starts with that. Do you really care about your people? And, and, remember when you're valuing relationships, you may be a results person, but you, you've got to, you've got to understand the power of both. You need, again, you may need some people around you to help you uh, care for people better, but it's, it's an area that you can work on. You can get better and caring, caring uh, strengthens both relationships and results. So if you're a results person, just remind yourself that, Hey, caring for people is going to help the results. Now, let me, let me say it this way. I want to remind you again, if you care for people so you'll have greater results, I'm not sure you're really caring for people. You gotta, you, you can't demonstrate care unless you really care. And so, uh, but, but when leaders really care, everybody benefits. The leader does benefit. I mean, I'm, you know, it's, it, it's true. And, and, and the people, obviously they're going to benefit in a great way. So demonstrating care is another way we can do that. And, um, as you think about this, I would I would just uh, challenge you here to start listening to people, start listening to their stories. What's uh, you know this is this is a way that you can do that, and it it really does add value when we start listening to people what what's going on with them. So you can share stories, let let them you know let them know you care about them not just as an employee but as a person. Uh, not not what they can do, but but who they are. I think that's so important, and I think they want they're going to do more. They're going to care more. They're going to work harder. They're going to produce more when they know you care about them. And so, you know, where'd you grow up? Tell me about your family. How was your weekend? I mean, all these kind of things. If we just blow by that because we're a results leader, we're gonna we're gonna squash uh, a, a bunch of um, production and 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 all kind of stuff but we're gonna even worse it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really um squelch those relationships as well that could be really life-giving to all of us and so you know share those stories that's one of the ways you can list, listen uh when you hear something you know meet needs if you get to know somebody and, and you know what's going on with them and you know you have a chance to help them succeed go back to our old offensive lineman mindset that that person who opens up a hole so somebody else can score. If you hear something in a person's story and you know you got a way to, to meet their need, you, you do that. You know, provide a way. Help them be great. That's what Chasing Greatness is about. Uh, also, you can, you can celebrate with people. If you hear good stories, I was talking to a guy just this morning. He was talking about a graduation for a little, you know, kindergartner that he was going to, and I'm thinking that, that's something, that's a milestone that can be celebrated, and they're fired up about it. I, it's not. It wasn't on my mind and heart today. My kids, <laughs> they've been been in kindergarten in twenty years, twenty five years, and so I'm not. Uh, you know, that's not it just wasn't on my radar. But the fact that this guy's going through this, and he was excited about it, I need to be excited about that. And so, w where can you celebrate when you hear something? And somebody's going through something hard, you can you can grieve with them. It, you know, these tough moments are really just as important, maybe more important for building relationships as the good moments are. So. And then, and then I would just remind you, it takes time to do that. So we, as we invest time, it, it's, it, you know, time communicates care to people. 
Let me give you one more thing that you can do to value results and relationships before we go today. We, we said you got to set clear expectations, and then you have to you have to demonstrate care. But this third one is that we want to embrace the tension. So there's going to be tension between the two. You're, if you're not careful, your tension is going to come because you lean one way or the other real hard, and relationships are really easy to you. Then, then you're going to have no problem demonstrating care. And and if results are really great for you, and that, that's the way you lean, even if you're 60-40, you're going to be a, let's yeah, let's get some expectations in place and hold people accountable. I, I think there's always going to be a tension. And, and effective leaders are skilled at managing that ever-present tension that is in their organization or on their team. When do we tighten the reins or loosen, you know, the, 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 um, expectations i mean we, we've got to know you know when to when to raise the bar and when to maintain the status quo i mean it, there's you know there's times when you can push too hard and there's times when if you don't push you, you're going to lose everybody and so you, i think just having this understanding of this tension is is important and so i would say that the best thing we can do here is to know our bias which way do you lean wise leaders they, they, they do embrace the tension between results and relationships, but they know their bias and they don't ignore it. And so if you are a very relational person, you're going to need to get some people around your table that are going to help you with strategy, with results, with, with you know, goal setting, some of those kind of things. And if you're a very, you know, let's just say you're pegging the needle over here with results, hard charger, that's great, but you're going to need some people around your table to help you compensate if you're not careful, you'll surround your pe yourself with people who think like you think, and and I think that's dangerous. So you'll you know you can you can you can even think you achieve some results, but if you leave all your people in the dust, that's not sustainable over time. And and now your results are going to really suffer. And if you if you all you do is just show up every day and drink coffee and how you doing, you don't ever get anything done. So I think there's a you know there's there's value in knowing who you are and being able to compensate. And when 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 managed well this tension when it's managed well it unleashes power it's like a rubber band honestly if you think about a rubber band that tension when you release that correctly there's power in that and so when you understand your bias which way you lean valuing both there really is power or, or to go back to collins there's genius in the end so as you think about this today going into uh, a, a new week i hope that you will really begin to use this language and, and know who's around your table, know how people are thinking. And if you will value results and relationships, I mean, you got to have results. If you lose, you're going to, you know, coaches, if you lose, you know, eventually you're going to lose your job. And, 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 you know, you know, if you're in business, you have to make a profit. It is about results. That's why we say results first, but it's valuing both. If you want to, to really uh, win the championship, you're not going to be able to do that without your people being together. If you want to have maximum profits, it is you're in the people business. Don't forget that. So let's value both results and relationships. Tie it back to your specific challenge you're feeling right now. Maybe you're feeling that challenge because you've, you've, you've pushed in too hard on results or you've been too relational and not, you know, not thought about results enough. Not sure what it is, but you probably know right now we see the future, we engage and develop others, we reinvent continuously, we value results and relationships. And I got one more for you next Monday. We'll give that to you. All right. Thanks for listening today. I hope you'll you'll share this with someone who's who's leading something. Maybe it'll be an encouragement to them. Continue to 
to uh, share with your friends as much as possible. Thank you so much for helping us grow what we're doing here. We will be back with you on Wednesday. I'm excited. I've got a, uh, a, a great episode. We're going to talk about how to overcome procrastination. So it's going to be really good. I'm going to tell you what happened with my white laundry basket, too. If you didn't listen last last Wednesday, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get an update on Wednesday. All right. Love you guys. Have a great, great day.